This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and joining me today is Derek Kaufman. How are you, Derek? Doing well. It's a pretty big Friday. We've had an eventful week, huh? We really have. There's been a lot of big stories this week. Kind of my favorite of which I want to discuss today. And you're a lawyer, so I wanted to discuss uh, the Robert De Niro lawsuit, the case, everything happening there where his former assistant is suing him. He's suing her right back. This is the juicy celebrity lawsuit going on at the uh, moment because we had Gwyneth Paltrow, we had Johnny Depp. This is it. I love yeah. it. There's so many good details. We'll talk about BravoCon, which starts today in Las Vegas. And one particular Bravo celebrity is a bit nervous about going. Mm-hmm. Tom Sandoval. Mm-hmm. But to begin with, maybe congratulations or congratulations to Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, because it looks like they have just had their baby boy. Apparently his name is or is going to be Rocky. Which is my favorite name of all time. Anyone who knows me, that's my favorite movie of all time. So I'm excited. Uh, This has also felt like the longest pregnancy ever because Mm. they've sort of like dragged out... how much attention they've given this, it's right? Like 12 months. Or it's like, it does. It feels like an advent calendar. We've yes. been ripping off, getting little pieces of chocolate. It's a long time. She's 44 years old, so it's it's she's an advanced age for a pregnancy. Uh, but, you know, all indications are she got induced, which is just they start the childbirth, and guess what day those two gothies wanted this baby born oh, on? Tell me. Halloween. uh, (laughs) They want a Halloween baby, which is very consistent with their black nail polish. It wouldn't surprise me if the baby was due uh, a week later. They'll be like, keep it, get it out, let's get it out. Or it it due a week early. They're like, no, 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 you can wait, you can wait. They really want Halloween. Even if that baby was holding on by the womb, they would have grabbed its feet and pulled it right out on the 31st. So we'll give you the evidence now uh, because they haven't confirmed it. So we want to wait for them to come out and say, look, it's happened for us to be 100% sure, but there's pretty compelling evidence that it's happened sometime this week. To begin with, their due date was sometime this week. Yeah. They had said originally that this was the time they were going to have the baby. And you and I have had kids. The due date is important because if the baby stays in too long, you get complications. If if it comes out too early, you get complications. Due dates matter. Not not perfectly. You don't have to come out on your due date. But Nixie, to give you a little detail, my, my daughter was a week late and she like swallowed the fluid in, oh. in, in the sack. Yeah, it can get complicated. She's fine. That was PMI. She's like, fine, but like she took a big gulp of duty, just like I did coming oh. Out. Yeah, you, you guys both ate poo poo coming out. Yeah, you're sitting in your filth and you're ready to breathe, and so you're like, "Hey, is this uh, gonna happen?" So you just go and you aspirate your poo poo. Oh, and that's an issue. That's an issue. Okay, sorry, it's we- an issue, and and whatever. She she's all fine. I'm obviously fine, although you know people's uh, opinions on me might vary as, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as to yeah. that impact on me. But this, is, so the due date kind of matters, and induction the is popular. For you. The, the due do- date for me you. was the due date. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. So so the, the induction just means let's start it. Let's let they they put in a certain drug that kickstarts labor. Gotcha. Okay, so that's evidence that it was due this week. Uh, also. It appears that Travis and Kylie are both at the hospital. Uh, it's Cedar Sinai Hospital where the Kardashians 
give birth. That, that's where they've all given birth. Yeah, the biggest indication is that this family is, you know, for all the, the crap we give them, they're very close. So when you see the caravan of Range Rovers or whatever they, what are those things called? G-Wagons that they drive? <laughs> you see them descend upon Cedar sinai which is a hospital where my kid was born. It's like a, it's a normal hospital. Anyone can be born there. So you notice when like the celebrities roll in, especially the Kardashians, because there's so many of them. They're just like cockroaches. They're there like, for, it's they're like there a Rob one, I'm sure, in the back of the caravan. Right. Yeah. They're, they're there for a reason. I don't know if it's to get plastic surgery or, you know, it, it's <laughs> yeah. probably to have the baby. Well, it, it is. Um, and the final reason that we had is that when we're trying to confirm the story recently, last few days, the family members are being sketchy. Sketchy. That, that, and that's the word we use in our story. They're being a little sketch. <laughs> yeah, a little sketch. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you know something, but you don't want to say it. And yes. we can just sense it because we got our reporter antenna up. Oh, the other piece of evidence on our website is uh, there's a car going in and we're like, check out the side view mirror. And it just <laughs> looks like a side view mirror of a guy maybe with glasses. We're like, that's clearly Travis. No, no, no. I, I think, did you see, you, you can kind of see his outline in the reflection on the car. You can kind of see an outline. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're told that that is the Blink-182 drummer. If not, and that reflection could be anyone. Could We've be already it. planted in the uh, the idea that it might be Travis. So, yeah, I, I, it looks like Travis. I think all signs point to a baby. And congratulations. I mean, this is great. This is great. I mean, these two are just like... Do you uh, think this will calm down the rift between Kim and Courtney? This is what I think babies do. They make you just feel warm and fuzzy inside. And they've been warring on the show. They've got a lot of beef over, you know, whether she showed her up at her wedding and took her swag from, what was it, Versace or yeah. something like that. Whatever it was. They don't like each other at the moment. Yes. I think babies change that. All of a sudden you see this little cute thing once they wipe the goo off, which is... Well, they're a real family now. Yeah. I mean, they... They had their own kids that yep. they brought to this marriage, but now they have got their own kid um, together. I think that makes you a real family and a, a sense of connectedness that you don't have otherwise. So, yeah, sure. It, Let me ask you who's worst, who's, whose worst day is it in the Kardashian clan? Uh, Scott Disick. Scott Disick. Right. Scott Disick. And, and I, I, I don't want to be sad about it. I'm sure he's putting on a brave face. Kind of one of these, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smiling through gritted teeth. But all of a sudden, he's the dad of all the Corda uh, of all the Courtney Kardashian kids. But not anymore. Yeah, but also but not anymore. Now there's another daddy in but town. But now, as Courtney said on this week's episode, the kids kind of prefer Scott right now. They yeah. they prefer going to his house and the way he lives his life. I think with this new baby introduced to you know their mum's life, I think that'll like endear them to the dad even more so maybe I think you're right because now they're getting the divided attention you know I think Travis by all accounts has been great to all the kids they're sort of blended I think Courtney loves Alabama who is mm. Travis Barker's kid with uh what's her name oh uh, Shannon Mochler Shannon Mochler Shannon Mochler um so I think they're a blended family but you're right all the attention goes to a baby the baby right. is the needs the most attention they require the most and I think those kids you're right will start to glom on to Scott being like hey we're not, get not getting enough love over here also Scott's just cooler too. Like, I'm Cooler not... than Travis Barker? Travis Barker is so fucking lame. I never thought I'd hear the day when the drummer from Blink-182 is, so is considered less cool than Scott Disick. Yeah, but I think he's a lame person born inside like cool a, man's a, body. a cool man's <laughs> drumming body. Like, because... Everything him and Courtney do, I'm just cringing at. Even I, this I Halloween out. thing. They really, they were trying to get the induction on Halloween because it's so rock and roll. Like you you see, we do stories about Travis Barker where his knuckles are bleeding from all the drumming he's been yeah. doing. And like, you don't use your knuckles in drumming. And so we kind of ask like, why are you bleeding? 
And his his answer to us is like, it's just rock and roll. Yeah, all I want to be like is learn how to play the drums. Ringo did it fine without bloody knuckles. Like, you, you're doing it wrong. Like, yes. he thinks it seems cool. Like, I left it all out there on the stage. That's for <laughs> yeah. you. Good night, Cleveland. It's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, use the, use the fucking sticks. Yes, you yeah. don't need your knuckles. But he, he just, he's so into blood and tattoos and this and that. And, and when I see him and I hear him, I'm like, you're just like a nerdy, lame guy trying to act like a cool drummer yeah. guy. And now Courtney is like glomming onto him and trying to be this cool rock chick. You were never that rock chick. Are you a little ageist though? Is it, is it, does it, do they turn you off because there are people in their 40s behaving this way? And if they were in their 20s, you'd think they were like rock on. No, what, cool. what annoys me more than anything. Or he's a poser. What annoys me more, yes. It, it, is a pet peeve of mine if someone is inauthentic. Mm. I don't care if you're like nerdy, then like if you if you do nerdy stuff, what I I just care if you're trying to be someone you're not. Yes. Then yes. And, and and it's obvious. And it's obvious to me he's trying to be someone he's not. So I mean, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> this is, let's bring it back around to they just had a bundle of joy. Congratulations, uh, it's the happiest wonderful. day of their life. But uh, it's tempered for for Charlie because yes. they're a little lame. But no, no, this is great news, and the clan gets bigger. We'll see if this one's named Rocky. I'm excited to see uh, if it grows up to to live up to that name. It's a big name for me. It's a big name. It's a big name. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, moving on to our next story. The Robert De Niro court case going on right now is just fantastic. Now we got the girlfriend. Because the girlfriend of Robert De Niro, who is also his baby mama, keep in mind through all of this, Robert De Niro, 80 years old, this Tiffany Chen, 45 years old. They've got a six-month-old baby together. Yeah. They have, okay? And she's wheeling the baby with a stroller into court while all this is going on. Then mama takes the stage, right? And T they have a Tiffany young baby, Chen. which is clear that she's got hormones going on and <laughs> right. everything. No, I, I, I believe so. Is that also, sexist to say? It's not sexist. I think it's accurate. She does have hormones in her body from childbirth. But do the hormones make it more aggressive fine. and more like... Uh, in my experience. How about <laughs> <Yeah>. yours? <laughs> in my experience, no. Always yeah. lovely. Always lovely. <laughs> Um, but, but, but she, Tiffany she, Chen, yes, she took the on. stage and she said some pretty crazy stuff. Um, she said that she said that uh, the former assistant is a psychotic single white female. She said that she has imaginary intimacy with De Niro. Um, she said she's obsessive and dangerous. She texted Robert De Niro saying, "Keeping her around is a slap in my face. If you keep her." I, you and I will have problems. This is an ultimatum, right? She thinks she's your wife and has decided she's the lady of the house. So basically, yes. Tiffany Chen comes into their life, right? And then everything 
changes for Robert De Niro yes. and for his assistant. That's right, because this is the this is the key point. So Chase Robinson, who's the assistant, um, has worked with Robert De Niro for 11 years. Yes. Okay, She's not some new employee who immediately went sour. They obviously have a long-term relationship, uh, a working relationship. And there's back rub. She alleged that Robert De Niro oh, making her back scratches and stuff like that. There's, there's a certain familiarity and friendliness when you've worked with someone for a really long time who's a personal assistant. Now, Tiffany Chen comes in, as you said, and I imagine these scenes because she's described um, Robinson coming to the house and sort of acting like she owns the joint. And now the mother of Robert De Niro's child, Tiffany Chen, who lives there with their new baby, sees this lady walk in, maybe throw her keys on the on the island or something. You can imagine sort of a, taking certain liberties, not acting like a guest of the home, but acting like one of the residents. But she's been there for 10 years. The wrong, I this know. lady had been there for 10 years. And obviously Tiffany Chen was kind of threatened by the relationship between Robert and the assistant. And may, she's like, I'm in charge. Yes, and maybe the assistant did have imaginary intimacy. There's always a like, bit of truth to everything. Maybe they did have some sort of, you're my work husband, you're my work wife type sure. relationship, which threatened Tiffany. But just everything, th th these two ladies started beefing and going at each other. And then now these big court cases are because of it. Yeah, it's a power struggle. But what's interesting is the big celebrity here is not these two women, yeah. although they're, they're you know, at loggerheads in this real struggle. But Robert De Niro, it's painting sort of the picture, because I've heard the voicemails where he sounds fiery and he still sounds fully with it. And he's like yelling at her and, and saying, you're ungrateful and all this stuff. But it's this hearing this play out sounds like he's just this 80 year old guy who is who maybe just wants to be taken care of by somebody maybe. Yes. And, and they're like fighting over who's in charge of this old old codger over here. I get to I get to wheel him around. <laughs> it makes me feel bad for Robert De Niro that they're fighting. Over but, but you know that when they go home during all of this, Tiffany Chen is saying to Robert, you better back me up. You you son of a. You I put a baby up. through me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Have her looking for a job by the end of the day. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, That's I exactly. Agree how it's happening and so Robert De Niro why the hell didn't this settle this is so nasty there's text messages I love it because in the middle of this um, before Robert met Tiffany like less than a year earlier he had been divorced mm -hmm. he got divorced so this um, what's her name Chase Chase Robinson Chase Robinson she um, was with Robert through all of this and through his she was with him when Robert was married before that's right but it's when he got Unmarried or divorced, as they say, <laughs> or uncoupled. And, however you and when he went it. with the new woman, that's when their situation dissolved. So, like, so Chase, do you blame Tiffany Chen then? You're I blame her. I blame interesting, because I, I saw you sort of getting around to that point. It sounds like Chase Robinson was able to work with one of Robert De Niro's spouses, and there wasn't yes. a sort of, oh, she's into him. She's a single white female. O only when Tiffany Chen came on board did the problems arise. So you're saying you must be the cause of the problem, right? And also, I don't like Tiffany Chen, who's an Asian lady, saying single white female. Yeah. Are, are you allowed to do that? That seems kind of racist. It, it's interesting to like draw on that. They're just trying to paint her. It, it, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think it, I don't think this is a flattering court case for Robert and Tiffany and Chase. I don't know how I feel about her, but it's just not good for the famous guy. And I don't know who's going to win or and how much money is going to be awarded to them. But it's a bad look. I agree. It feels like no matter who wins the actual lawsuit, Robert De Niro has lost, right? Because yeah. now we've seen text messages. It's, it's like Johnny Depp. It's like yes, he won the lawsuit against Amber Heard. Okay, he he uh, beat back her couple million dollars. I think of him differently for the rest of my life. I've seen text messages to his buddies calling her a fishmonger. That's what stuck with me, not the fishmonger. Fact that, didn't he call her like a cheap fish market? <laughs> That's whore the or enduring like thing of the whole case for you. <laughs> it like stuck in my mind. It was very flowery. It was like, oh man, do you write? To yeah, me? hey, shout right. out to fishmongers, by the way. That's not should that shouldn't be like a bad <laughs> thing to call someone. They're very yeah. nece necessity. I don't think he mentioned it in a flattering way, but yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Okay. On to our final story. Tom Sandoval is walking into the fire this weekend 
because this weekend, in fact, it might even be later today. BravoCon. BravoCon is starting and Tom Sandoval is like public enemy number one. Yes. And obviously, you know why. It's because of the whole cheating Scandoval scandal. And, but this, this weekend is going to be every fan and every Bravo celebrity's chance to fire their shots at Sandoval, and he knows it. Yeah, he has to sit at a little table with with angry women coming up and saying, how could you do this to Ariana? And Ariana's just going to sit back with her feet up on the table. You know, he's in a tough spot because he still is on the show. Raquel, or Rachel, whatever we want to call her, left, right? I don't think she's going to BravoCon. She just hunkered down. She went to her little spa retreat, mental health right. facility. Um, but he is facing it down, and I think it'll be unpleasant. I do think it's softened a little bit, don't you? Like, just time has for, passed, I mean, and us, it seems yes. sort of trivial. For us, yes, but like... Not, not for Bravo fans. Not for Bravo fans, I don't think. That's their, like, sport. That's, it like, is. their what they live for. They have their T-shirts. They put up posters, I assume. Do you I think he's know. catching side comments from, like, other franchises? Do you think, like, Teresa Judice is like, yeah, what's up? What's up? Like, like other they, villains. Other villains, like, sort of... Or, or do they hunker together? Do, do maybe the other villains be like, you can sit at our table. It's like the cool table. Yeah. I don't know. No, I yeah. think he's like... You think he's on an island? I think he's on an island because no. it's not like he's like a cool guy who made a mistake. I just think he's like an arrogant, like... Lame. Like, lame guy who, lame. He, like, who he made all, a mistake, you know? He made a mistake and it's also... The thing that I don't like and never liked about Tom Sandoval is he strikes me as a real poser. You talked about Travis Barker, but Travis Barker's been very successful. Blink-182 is a massive band. This guy started a band. What's his band called? Like Sandoval and the Sandovalians or something like that. And it's like garbage he's like kind of good looking but he's like a tool yes he has and that mustache most of the time <laughs> he grows that stupid he's mustache gross. which is like clearly not a good look well he was on like his he's got a podcast with the other tom schwartz yes and who's kind of likable who's kind of kind of likable yeah. yeah and um they talked about like how nervous sandoval is um for yeah. this weekend but, you know, he wasn't always a villain, too. The early seasons, he was been there. He's an OG. Jax was the big villain. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, the early I mean, I, Vanderpump I never, Rules, and I, I was like, no one will ever be as bad as Jax. And now Jax looks like the Prince Charming, dude. Yeah, he does. ride back you, in. You, you like, you're a Bravo like fan. You, you could go to this weekend. Let, let me tell you, I wrote down how much it costs for this weekend. It's like Coachella. It, I'm out. It, yeah. <laughs> well, for real, though, because three-day ticket is 550 bucks plus tax. Or if you want the VIP package, $1,200 plus tax. If you want to go to this, on Saturday night, they're doing a Bravo after dark. And that one night costs $450 plus tax. Let me tell you just really quickly about the brilliance of what Andy Cohen has created. Like, it is massive. It's an empire at this point. There are so many franchises. And it's not tapping into the youth. The youth have no money. You know, if you're waiting on your allowance to buy tickets to something, that's the wrong market to get. This guy got middle-aged people who want to watch other middle-aged people fight. And they all got disposable income. He did it correctly. Everyone chases after 12-year-olds. All they can buy is fucking gushers at the supermarket. (laughs) These people can go to Caesars for $1,200. Hey, I love gushers I do. Gushers are delicious. They're so good. Okay, Derek. Thanks for joining me, mate. All right. Take care. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.